Act to Live is sponsored by 3C Digital Media Network, LLC. Connect, communicate, and collaborate. That is the 3C way at 3cdigitalmedianetwork.com. On this episode of the Act to Live podcast, we explore the concept of choice. What is it about making a choice or a decision that can be so difficult? Let's find out. Come on, let's take a walk. In time we said we're breathless. This time we'll find a way. In dreams we walk through bolted doors. Fight, die, and live for you. Hello, Jamie. Hey, Scott. How are you? Oh, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I, I wanted to make a choice of a title of this episode, and I just couldn't. And I went back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. And I didn't know what to call it, and then I did, and, and then I thought I had one, and then I... I told you, and you were like, Scott, no. And I'm like, okay, that's fine. And then, <laughs> you know, then that, you that had does an sound idea. like a dialogue between us. Yeah. And then you had an idea. And then I and said, And you didn't okay, like it. Didn't. Well, I didn't, I, isn't that I didn't like it? I, you know, I just said, well, no. And you're like, oh, okay. I'm just kidding. I, I didn't say no. Um, <laughs> And so we couldn't make a choice, you know, why is that hard for us? Ugh. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the see, see folks. I feel like there that's been my Ugh. general, general uh, response towards a lot of our uh, topics lately. Huh? <laughs> um, I don't know. I have been told that I'm quite indecisive. Making choices is, is really, really challenging. Yeah. Yes, it is. For me, it goes back actually to our last episode on groundlessness and not knowing because that's, that's my beef with choices because, you know, it's usually a big decision and you don't really know what's going to happen if you choose A versus if you choose B or if you choose C. And I like to have a little bit more known information before making a decision mm. <sighs> you're better at making decisions than i am i think so I, I, how do you do it <laughs> how do i add? i do it. i actually flip a coin and i'm like okay you know i'll just do like a or b and you know if it's a and i i really like wanted b i'll say well i'll do it again you know, and I'll keep like, um, like I'll keep like flipping a coin until I get B. You know, but but that at times it takes a while. Um, but that, you know, I think that's quite telling. That actually could be a really good strategy, because maybe the thing with choice is that we feel like we don't know what we want, but perhaps we actually do. So mm. isn't it telling that? you already know which side of the coin you want. And when you get the other one, you're like, hold on, I have to do it again until I get side B. So why was it so difficult for you to just pick side B without having to flip a coin? See, that's 
Well, that's that's true. So I was actually adding um, complexity when I could have just said, well, I I really feel B, but, you know, I also feel as if I'm unsure, but I'm willing to keep on like flipping until I I get B because I really want B. And now I'm and now I'm even more um confused now because I said A and B and B and A and A. Anyway, no, see, but I think we're making it complex. <laughs> well it's already complex, but I think you touched on a really important point. Making decisions objectively is really difficult. We're humans. We have emotions. We have a lot of thoughts and potentially biases and ties towards the things that we're making decisions about. And so perhaps in that moment, being able to flip a coin made the decision-making process for you a bit more objective, perhaps. And you were able to see that objectivity by your reaction. But when you were just sitting and thinking about it, maybe you couldn't see it that way. Right. So, so far, you have said that you you like to make choices after, like, gathering, um, gathering, like, gathering, like, um, gathering, like, information. And that's, I think, really, really good. And then I have this, like like um like process and how i do it Mm -hmm. um and that kind of goes along with um something that we read by eric like wargo who had said that um predicting social on behaviors so of mm-hmm. like um choice um involves how people make um like choices and decisions and also about how much information um like how much like how much resources that they have and that i think involves um like information at that point well definitely and i think you touched on two important points there right the social piece and the amount of information so when you're bringing up the social piece like in a way it brings me back to middle school and high school and that idea of peer pressure right mm-hmm. making decisions I don't know how many times my mom said to me, well, if everyone else jumped off a bridge, would you do it too? Like that idea, right? That big question of, well, are you just going to do it because everyone else is? So being social beings, wanting to connect with each other, it makes sense that other people potentially or other people's reactions could impact the decisions that we make or the choices that we make. And I think that would make it even harder to be objective. Mm -hmm. 
and then bringing in the piece of maybe one way to be a bit more objective could be to gather information. And I say could be because what's interesting, I read an article by the Goodwill Foundation where they talked about, you know, why is it so hard to make a choice? Why is it so hard to make decisions? And they talk about cognitive bias, the idea that we often have tendencies to think a certain way without realizing it. And sometimes that means that we're already leaning towards a decision And so when we gather information, we sometimes tend to gather information that supports the side that perhaps we're leaning towards. So we're not always necessarily being objective in trying to find support for the decisions that we make. Ah, see, that's, that makes sense. because uh, that also kind of goes along with, I was reading um, something, uh, again, you don't have to um, like find it, but a few like, um, few like researchers, I think out of like Oregon, had found that if people judge an option, we'll say as as kind of less um, as kind of less risky, um, mm. and if they have like more positive feelings like um, toward it, at the same time they will probably probably choose that option but if there is an option um um that they feel is more risky and if they have kind of more like negative feelings towards it um they they probably won't choose that option and that's that i think like cognitive you know like bias there mm-hmm. where we kind of lean a certain way um and sometimes And without having all of the information on both um, or on like many different, um, many different um, um, sides. Yeah. Well, and I, I liked you kind of talking about this idea of risk, because another thing I read was talking about this idea of a status quo bias. And what that really is, is that it's a tendency that we have to stick to what we know and what we're comfortable with. Yes. Even if we're not happy that we maybe are unhappy in the comfort of being unhappy in the world that we kind of know. Mm-hmm. And so that when making a decision or a big choice, maybe we, some of us have that tendency to avoid the, the big change or the big risk. And I mean, that makes sense, <laughs> right? 
I think about some of the big choices I've had to make in life. I mean, like moving abroad to Japan, you know, in in my small bubble, that was a, a pretty big risk. But I remember thinking, oh gosh, like that's so unknown. That's so new. It feels just so scary, so unfamiliar. Even if it might be this huge opportunity, there's something comforting about what I already know. Now, once I made that choice and I was in it, I can look back now and say, oh my goodness, I've grown in ways I never would have had I stayed in my little bubble. But I definitely can relate to that challenge of, wow, one of these choices has a lot of knowns for me. And one of these choices is completely unknown. <laughs> well, and and that's such a such an in important point and that all of you um like um like um should know is how our brains are just naturally built and wired is 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 to actually try to um, reduce um things that are um complex um, and, and, and find, like, find mental, mental, like, shortcuts, um, you know, and at times, and we've been, like, um, seeing this more and more happening, where, like, in order to kind of, um, so we think mm-hmm. make things simpler in, in our mind um you know we might ignore uh, like data and stats oh, yeah. and mm-hmm. actually lean towards more kind of like feelings and stereotypes um things that we we know and live kind of I right guess. right yeah. And that's that whole like status quo, like bias, you know, is is like, well, I know this, so it's probably true instead of learning something new that's, you know, and learning anything new is is, you know, more complex because it's new. Um, yeah, however, it it could lead us to a a choice that's better for us right and not to overload us with terminology but something else they talked about that i thought was interesting was this idea of anchoring bias Mm, and the idea of anchoring bias is that we rely too heavily on the first thing that we hear about something and then we take that as the truth and compare everything to that. So the cool example they gave is like finding out that this car is $10,000. Okay. So then you're looking somewhere else and the car is $9,000 and you're like, oh my gosh, that's a great deal. Obviously I'm going to make the decision to go for the $9,000 car. But what they talk about is that if you look at more options, you might actually realize that the car is only worth $7,000. And so knowing that, it's like 
that $10,000, that's not even a good deal, but you're so stuck on that because it's the first thing that you hear. You take that as the truth. Mm. And I think also that just connects so much to what we know and what we've experienced and what we've lived. We just compare everything to that, whether it's representative or not. So learning to take that step outside of ourselves and really think about objectivity, it, it can be helpful. Maybe oh. it's still going to be hard, <laughs> but well, well, and, and that's so true. And we are not trying to, as hopefully all of you know, <laughs> we are not trying to say that making a choice is an easy thing because it's not it, it and it's agonizing and it, and it involves a lot of different factors you know that you know for bigger life life we'll say um choices it involves more people than only us and that you know takes more thought it takes time and patience mm -hmm. um you know to kind of again learn information gather information um and to try to avoid um like um some of these things that that we are kind of like talking about here today you know those yeah. like cognitive you know and like biases and that status quo as well um like status quo bias and this anchoring too um and then there's one that they actually had also um talked about this kind of choice overload um oh too many options too many options and i i think about this often so i've got a lot of um like um friends who are in like the navy army um and air force you know um the marines and thank you all out there who like um serve you guys are and like you like guys and the ladies are just amazing folks mm -hmm. um and they say that after they um come back from being you know de uh um um deployed that um for some of them some of the hardest like um parts about being back at home is all of the different um choices that they have to now like make mm, because totally. for a year you know they've been kind of like told things and they kind of you know eat at the same time and they mm -hmm. eat, eat eat the same foods and stuff like that and then they come back and they like go to a store 
and there was like a thousand options yeah. of like just cereal <laughs> right right alone right. you know so it's and that's over like whelming for them because that's not how they've been like living so this I, idea you know that when we are trying to choose anything and there's so many options mm -hmm. it can really add a lot of anxiety and like stress i know i mean it's even making me think like talking to a couple of my students recently you know getting ready to apply for colleges you know one of them's like well i applied to 25 colleges and it literally like put a pit in my stomach i'm like how are you going to make that decision i applied to four and it was a hard enough decision but like 25 i felt panicked for them <laughs> i was like how do you afford well, that you well, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> but how do you narrow down 25 to one right that yeah it just you can become more overloaded. There's more stress because you're basically trying to research and understand so many more options. You know, and something else along those lines to keep in mind too is just the idea of becoming fatigued, making mm -hmm. decisions. Now, we're more today talking about those bigger decisions, not so much like, am I going to have coffee or lemonade, you know, with my lunch, more of these decisions that we feel like have a bigger impact on our life, you know, moving forward. But, you know, sometimes we go through parts of our life where we feel like we're making a lot of big decisions one after another. And it makes sense that sometimes we just get tired and perhaps then we don't put in as much research or we're not able to think as objectively because we're just tired of making decisions. and We just want to make the decisions and move forward <laughs> you know so keeping that in mind that there's a lot of factors that can really make a difficult task even more difficult oh my god a lot more difficult all right so now that we have talked about um what kind of makes um choices and decisions harder to do by different kinds of like um different kinds of like biases how can we possibly help ourselves um to make like choices just a little bit easier um for ourselves well i don't know about easier but no, no, just, just, <laughs> just you know having a like system maybe i'm just giving you a hard time but so i found an article again on the goodwill foundation where they were talking about how to make decisions more objectively so not okay. so much easier trying to bring in that objective piece which can be tricky so i like that they talked about five pointers and it kind of goes almost along with your flipping the coin kind of kind of so okay. <laughs> they talk about identifying the problem okay so first you're thinking about the decision or the choice you have to make and you know what's the problem what's making it so difficult to make a choice and move forward so then they think you know talk about 
get all of your options listed down. Okay. So see them in front of you and start comparing and contrasting the options that you have. Now they talked about two ways to more objectively compare these options. So kind of fitting your style, but one they suggested creating a point system. So Mm -hmm. looking at these different choices and then assigning points depending on the different factors. And then in a way looking and seeing, you know, which choice has the highest numeric value and kind of looking at it that way. Another way is kind of the traditional pro and con. So you list down each of those options. You start hashing out the pros and cons. You start looking at the ones that have more pros than cons. You know, what you're willing to, you know, deal with, what are deal breakers. And then also thinking about the consequences. So if I make this decision, what might some consequences be? Now, they did also kind of caution us to not get so much into that, like, what if, what if, what if, because then we might get stuck and not actually make a decision. And a lot of those what ifs are completely unknown, right? It may or may not happen, but at least just thinking about, are there any potential like glaring major consequences that could result in a certain choice that I make? So really just getting it down on paper, being able to see it in front of you can help to look at that decision process, perhaps a a bit more objectively than just, all right, this is what, you know, I'm just going to make this decision quickly because that's what I feel in this, in the, in the moment. Right. Right. I like those. I like those. Now, uh, now it's interesting about this as well is they also had um, some other kind of like hints pointers, I guess, to um, to help us. And the uh, one that kind of I find interesting is they actually said, you know, it can help like to, if you're, I'm caught up in trying to make a, you know, important or challenging, like, choice, a decision. Mm-hmm. Um, like, they said to take and do a two-minute um, activity. You know, find something that's, you know, like, that is... Um, moderately harder to do activity um it could be like anything like a online game or you know like crossword puzzle crossword puzzles yeah yeah um, sudokus that really and you would do like um like for fun for, for fun Mm-hmm. Um, and and take those like two minutes, and um, and what they said is that through um, different brain imaging, mm-hmm. like different brain imaging, like um, like research, um, um, and that's been found that like people still 
are processing, mm-hmm. you know, the um, choices um, as they are doing these like um, um, two minute activities. Um, and that's kind of, it may help like, like um, bring in more insight too. Which I love. I mean, it makes sense. Like you sometimes get so caught up, tied up in trying to make a decision. It's all that you think about. And I mean, it's impossible to be objective when you're just that in it. And so giving yourself time away from it, doing something else and knowing that your brain is still processing it and perhaps helping you to actually sort through and arrive at the decision that may best work. I mean, even, you know, going for a run or things like that, where people are like, just kind of get away from that decision for a bit and come back to it with a fresh set of eyes or a fresh mind, you know? I think there's a lot of power in that. And it's neat to see that research is also supporting that idea of just take a break from it for a little bit. Well, right. And I, I like how they said, find something that is moderately, you know, like moderately, like moderately and like, um, like, like difficult and not like TV, but actually do an activity that is having your body and, or like brain, like still operating and working. Um, and that helps you think. Engage your brain. Yeah. Yeah. Engaging your brain. Another pointer that they had made, which I thought was neat, was this idea of being confident, like making a decision with confidence. You know, maybe the process of making that decision is a super stressful one. You know, it keeps you up a lot at night, but that idea that, okay, I focused on this. This is what I feel right now in this moment is the best decision and like make it and go with it. Don't look back. Don't get stuck in that. What if, and Honestly, like if I think about making decisions, like, and I don't know if this is the same with you, Scott, but once I make that decision, I'm like, okay. I mean, I don't know what would have happened if I had made the other decision, right? It becomes my right reality. And that's where I'm going moving forward. And I don't know that I tend to look back maybe sometimes, but for me, it's like the, the process of making that decision is what is so hard. And then it's like, okay, I made it. Let's go, <laughs> you know? Yep. I, no, I just, I, I like I that reminder of, it might be agonizing to make that decision, but once you get there, once you make it, there you go. And if it doesn't work, then you change it by making another decision. <laughs> you have another choice to right. make. Yes, yeah. you have another choice exactly. to make after that. There you go, right. Well, so, and- I mean, at the end of the day, it's all about choices. And <laughs> I was just gonna say that exact yeah. thing. It's like, there's always another choice yes. to make after you make a choice. I mean, it, 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 I mean, I yep. after I like stop 
this episode, I yeah. have to make a new like um, choice. It's either I sit here and work, or I I do like, or I can like um, get um like um something to eat or i can fall asleep or yeah i mean so there's i'd go there's, with the later yeah, too but i'm just saying yeah you would right now I yeah would, i, I right know. know yeah <laughs> but there's well, always a choice yeah and i kind of think like i don't even know what is that quote like life the only realities in life are like life death and taxes or something i feel like there's some quote like that i don't even know but it's like isn't choice i feel like choice should go in that laundry list of the realities of life i mean should be in there i think yeah like probably after life yeah choice death you know and and that's it you've got life you have choice you have death i mean that's and then taxes after the fact Uh, taxes are you know (laughs) i don't want to talk about taxes no so all right to bring it to bring it all back then if the reality for all of us is that choice is a very frequent part of our life. What what could we focus on? What could be our action event of the week connected to choice? You know what? I, I, I think something that um, um, you had said you know, making a choice with um, confidence. So mm-hmm. I think this week, and I'm just kind of tossing it out there, okay. um, is whenever you make a choice, and, and it could be anything, like honestly, like it could small, be big, coffee or tea. Yeah. Vanilla yeah, ice cream, chocolate ice cream. I mean, yeah. Like, or it could be move abroad, stay here. I mean, you know, spectrum here. Small things like that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, anything. Like once you make the choice, see if you can like feel really like confident about it. You know, say, I want chocolate chip ice cream Mike and drop. that's my choice and I feel <laughs> good about it and I'm gonna make another choice and have like two scoops of it and right. feel really good about it and feel confident and stand up straight too stand up straight <laughs> actually make your choice whatever it is and stand up tall because that will help you feel I love it confident do that about any choice I love it. I'm getting excited I over it. here. I know. All that's right. We should wrap up this episode so we can both go make choices about ice cream because that's probably. That's where I'm going. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Where we're choice. both headed. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. All right, guys. As always, thanks for tuning in, talking with us, having all these fun conversations. Go get some ice cream and we'll see you soon. Thanks. If you would like to donate to the Act to Live podcast, you can find us on 3C Digital Media Network.com. Act to Live is sponsored by 3C Digital Media Network, LLC. Connect, communicate, and collaborate.
That is the 3C way at 3CDigitalMediaNetwork.com. Thank you for walking with us on this journey of life. Act to Live is a place where we can observe everyday life, pose questions, and facilitate conversations together. Our hope is that by participating in this podcast and connecting with each other, we can all become the best versions of ourselves and learn from each other's stories and experiences. You can find us on acttolive.com, Apple Podcasts, formerly iTunes, the Android Podcast app, Spotify, SoundCloud, or wherever you stream your podcasts. We've also just joined Patreon and YouTube, so be sure to check those out when you have some time. Thank you for listening and sharing time with us. And as always, come on, let's take a walk together. My dear will grow.